thing. Yeah, we just have a good time and, with that song. And, and when we play it, it just seems like the energy in the crowd just completely changes and people just get more rowdy, which we love. <laughs> What is up? Welcome to the Sloppy Syndicate Show. As you can see, I'm missing my counterpart. His uh, computer decided to blow up, so you get the Donnie Show today. So I'll be the only host joining you on this episode of the Sloppy Syndicate. We are streaming live on Twitch and YouTube. Uh, and thank you to the folks listening in the future on the podcast. Uh, so we have some rock stars in the back room. Uh, go by the name of Crashing Atlas. And let me tell you, th this band is stage ready. This, this, this band is ready for the big stage. Uh, I've been jamming to their... Uh, record for quite some time and it's actually the year three the year anniversary of their record and uh, you know we like to start it out with a little bit of an eargasm uh, so i got a short clip of some of their music so without further ado let's go <laughs> You can sing real damn good. That does not give you an eargasm. I do not know what will, folks. So uh, let's go ahead and bring the rock stars in, known as Crashing Atlas, and get to know a little bit more about the band. Folks, they are on tour. They do have a show tonight, so we're going to keep them just for a little bit. And without further ado. <laughs> so how are we doing? It's a pleasure to have you guys on the Slobby Syndicate show. Um, let's go around the room. Tell us what you play and uh, a little bit about you. Thank you so much for having us. I'm Marina. I sing. I'm Dougie. Uh, I play guitar. I'm Paul and I hit things with sticks. Okay. All right. Awesome. So uh, Crashing Atlas, we're celebrating your year three. So your year anniversary of uh, Black Sun Rising. And uh, so, I mean, that's a huge accomplishment. One, to put a, a banger of an album out. Let me just say that out front. And then to be celebrating the year anniversary on a summer tour. Um, so what was kind of, uh, you guys formed in 2017, uh, 2018. Um, you put some singles out, by the way, the uh, cover of uh, Eastside. I've been, I jam that all the time. I don't know why it's just, it's so catchy, but yes. Um, make fun of me all you want, folks. I like Eastside. So um, 
But yeah, tell us how you got uh, involved with the music. Did you have a family member that kind of uh, you grew up around? You know, what was the reason you pursued music and formed Crashing Atlas? Oh, I think every one of us just sort of grew up doing it. You know, like you just you put yourself out there and if you like it, you just keep going and keep going and then you end up here, I guess. But I think for all of us, like the way we got together, because Crashing Atlas looked a little different um, in 2017 than it does now. And I think it's just sort of like I said, it's like all the people who just really decide to stick with it and, and keep plugging forward and moving. And that's why we're all here and together. So, yep. And that's uh, definitely the music industry in a nutshell. You got to keep uh motivating keep changing otherwise uh, kind of go on the wayside uh so um i don't want to like i'm going to let you guys describe your sound to the listeners out there that may have not have heard of crashing atlas um and then i'll kind of give you my take on it so how would you describe uh music from crashing atlas and i know uh, in your bio you um summed up the album pretty you know like the deals with the album so how would you describe your music in that album in a nutshell, hard rock with a with a pop tinge. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, like we like to say, you know, like fun riffs, you know, like some good synths going on and some really fun pop hooks. That's what we're going for here. All right. So I'm hoping I hit a home run. And uh, so I get some uh, Eva Under Fire and mixed with some Paramore. Yeah. So... Yeah. We love yeah. Paramore. Yeah. Okay, good. So, all right, I hit it out of the park. I didn't, no disrespect uh, intended, but uh, yeah, you mash those two together, and that's what you get uh, with Crashing Atlas, in my opinion. Um, so, where does the name Crashing Atlas form? Um, I mean, I, I guess it was like one of those um, those cosmic moments sitting around the fire. Um, I would. So, I'm a big fan of like uh, Greek mythology, and I, I knew I wanted a, a band name to start with Crashing. I just couldn't figure out crashing what and my my friend was like we're we're having a deep conversation about like greek mythology and for those who don't know atlas you know it was uh he was banished uh, for all eternity to hold up the sky and, and earth for all eternity and um my friend was like well what if he dropped it crashing atlas <laughs> okay all right and that's how crashing atlas came about and marina did you have uh, any input or you're just like all right we'll roll with it Nah, dude, I, I came into Crashing Atlas um, a little bit after some of their first music had come out, you know, okay. uh, their their previous singer uh, had to dip out for personal reasons and stuff. And I was very lucky because I remember, um, like I said, you know, like we're just kind of a group of local musicians who everybody sort of knows who the people who really stick with it and work hard are. I had played a show with Crashing Atlas in my previous band. And when the time came, Dougie gave me a call. He's like, do you want to help us out with some vocals? And I've sort of been here ever since. Came to help out, never left, right? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, so on the on the record, what was the most difficult song you would say that you guys uh, wrote on that record? The most difficult song? Um maybe sanity and madness or who are you now those are two of like the deep cuts in the record which is a little surprising could you think we'd have a harder time with some of like the more popular ones trying to perfect them but those ones are really out of left field because we we just did a lot of uh genre mashing i feel like with those those are kind of our more experimental songs on the record and whenever you're going experimental you don't want to go too heavy-handed with it to the point that people can't like really vibe with it and get comfortable with it um 
but at the same time, you want it to stand out and be cool. So the only ones was also really hard to write. Yeah, the only ones that was a that was a. T- yeah. But I'd say who are you now and uh, sanity and madness were harder. Okay, so who you are now is my favorite song from the album, and then the light would be my second favorite from the album. Um, and I'm gonna put this out there now. Who you are now is is radio ready. I don't know why it's not out on the radio and all the on on all the stations uh, because it should be. So, um, favorite song to play live. I'm loving Kerosene right now. Kerosene. Yeah, that one is just like, it's just fast paced. Like our demo name for it was fast paced. Um, it's just constantly moving. It's catchy as fuck. We just have a good time and, with that song. And, and when we play it, it just seems like the energy in the crowd just completely changes and people just get more rowdy, which we love. I like Absolutely. I think Horror, you know, is a lot of fun. Yeah. And uh, if I'm correct, Kerosene, uh, the music video just came out recently as well, correct? Yep. All right. There you are, folks. So go check it out on YouTube and all the streaming platforms. You can check out the newest video, uh, Kerosene. And yeah, I get what you're saying about the uh, the energy, uh, you know, because when I'm when I'm at a concert, I feed off of the artists and I'm sure the artists feed off of the crowd. Obviously, you don't want a boring crowd with everyone just kind of standing in the corner drinking a beer, um, you know, so it plays back and forth, you know, the energy of the band versus uh, the energy of the fans. So I'm glad you brought that up because, um, yeah, I've been to some shows where it's like, yeah, let me stand in the corner. Like, what are you guys doing? Enjoy- like two years later, we got live music. Enjoy it. Let's go. Um, so tell us a little bit about the summer tour. I know you guys got a, a show in New Jersey tonight. Um, where else are you guys heading on the summer tour? Uh, tomorrow we're going to Brooklyn. Sunday we're going to Allentown. Next week on Wednesday we're going to Indianapolis. Then Portage, Indiana, which is right outside Chicago. And then we're headed up to Kidot, Wisconsin for Rockfest, which we're really, really excited about. It's kind of like the pinnacle of the tour is that festival. Nice. Uh, so and, and that's the last stop, I'm assuming. Oh, yeah. I have much more left in the tank after that. So, yeah, those, uh, I mean, touring in general is is pretty exhausting, especially, uh, if you're a day, you know, every day you're, you have a show. I mean, there's some gaps in between on some tours, but, uh, you guys seem to be pretty steady. And yeah, that takes, takes its toll, um, especially when you're traveling and trying to sleep and be rock stars. So I get it. You know, every now and then you want that nice little break. So, um, so with with that coming up, the, the festival and some shows, uh, that brings me to my next question. Who has been your favorite artist or band to play with? To play with? I'm going to have to say Hailstorm. Hailstorm. Nice. Hailstorm. All right. That a long time ago, the last time we played Rockfest, and like that was just like unforgettable. That was so cool. I love Palisades. Palisades was really dope, too. Palisades yeah. Really cool. Yep. They're actually playing. I don't know. They're on tour. Actually, nope. They just announced today they're taking a. I think so. Don't don't quote me. I think uh, somebody got sick, so they're taking a couple shows off. But um, yeah, definitely love Palisades. Uh, Lizzie, I mean, she's great. So uh, we all love Hailstorm. So um, if you could, past or present, um, kind of collab or play with one artist, any genre, and and this is kind of a loaded question, I know. Um, who would that be? Um, I mean, automatically for me, it's it's the person who made me want to pick up the guitar and like songwrite. It's uh, Ben Burnley from Breaking Benjamin. Okay. Uh, yeah, just just the way that he uh, he appro- uh, approaches like rock music and like you know how how heavy they are with, but while all the while 
by staying like very melodic. I mean, he's it for me. I go with Disturbed, David Draymond, or just the whole band. They're just awesome, and I don't. I mean, we're obviously not the same, but there are some similarities which overlap. I think both of us, both our bands, make some like really melodic rock music that you know a lot of people can jam out to, even if they're not the biggest rock listeners. Yeah. I have a couple of answers. Like I'd say, and um, this is kind of like a present answer and there's just vocalists that I would fucking die if they ended up on one of our songs, but either Dave Grohl from Foo Fighters or Ollie Sykes from Bring Me the Horizon. I think getting either of them, like getting me on a song of theirs or getting one of them on one of our songs, I would just keel over and die. Um, but if I got a chance to write with any songwriter, I would just love to sit in a room with Taylor Swift and just like pick her brain for a whole day. That would be crazy. Yeah, I mean, she, I mean, she's a great songwriter. She just, I don't know, break her heart, and she's got thirty-five songs for you. So I love her. <laughs> I, I need to know her her ways, you know. Um, so in my younger years, I don't know something about. Um, Sonny and from first to last, uh, he just has energy and a stage presence. I would love to share the stage with him um, for their songwriting abilities. Uh, man, I've been getting into uh, into the lyrics of Shinedown pretty heavy lately. They're uh, playing a zero. Uh, the newest album they just came out with um, definitely has some uh, heavier lyrics in it. So, yeah, that, that record's great. Yeah, uh, our other guitarist and I, we, we jam on that record, like, all the time. And, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, be, uh, we'll be performing on the same day as them. <laughs> They're playing Rock Fest with us next Saturday. Oh, sweet. That, that's pretty badass to share uh, the stage. Now, uh, when you have such big artists like that, do you guys, um, it gets a little bit of stage fright or, you know, a little bit of, uh, you know. I mean, it's what we do. We get up, we play our songs, we kick ass like the best we can. It's not, um, and I mean, it's a, it's a festival. It's not really like we're, you know, I, I don't, there's going to be dozens of artists at that festival and we're just doing our thing the same way they are. And we're just going to do our best. I'm not really anymore. The only know? anxiety that I ever get, it has nothing to do with the size of the artists or who they are. It's if I know that there's another drummer watching me, that's when I start to get do you really? like, conscious about more what conscious about what I'm doing. Because I know that they're like, because at least for me, like when I'm watching a live show, 90% of the time I'm watching the instrument that I play. And I know a lot of other people are like that. Not everybody. But a lot of times I can like, if I'm playing a show on stage, I can pick out who drummers are if they're like watching me too much or the way they air drum or whatever. And then all of a sudden I start to get self-conscious about it. Yeah. You're like watching and they're like, you know, diagnosing how you drum. <laughs> no one notices your small mistake unless yeah. they're trained in it. Like, right. I mean, I, I just approach every show the same. Yeah. It really doesn't matter if I'm playing for two people or if I'm playing for, you know, 5,000. That's that's awesome. You know, I mean, I don't um, – it's like muscle memory. You just you, you just get up there and you do it. Um, and actually, I, I become less nervous the, the more people there are. I kind of do too because, I mean, it, there's just like a better, like, vibe in the room when there's more people because it seems like everybody wants to be there. It's less awkward, you know? Right. All right, so uh, we are approaching uh, the twenty-minute mark. We're going to try to keep this about twenty-five minutes, so they can uh, sound check, get ready for their show tonight, and uh, you know, be the rock stars they are and put on the show. Um, so, where can we find uh, more about, especially the folks listening in the podcast, 
um, that cannot see the screen. Where can we find more about Crashing Atlas? Where can we support the band? Do you guys have merch, CDs, anything like that that we could purchase to help out the band? Yeah, dude, uh, just crashingatlas.com is where we have all of our music, our links, our merchandise, everything. Um, if there's anything you want to know about the band, it's on that website. Otherwise, we're on all the social medias, you know, Instagram, Facebook. We just, we've been getting more into TikTok lately. That's been pretty fun. So yeah, if you can, if you can buy our merch, that's amazing. Number one thing is to share us, um, yeah. which obviously you're doing, yeah. but anyone listening, like yeah. anything anything even just a, like a like button we need here. the charity everything <laughs> yeah. everything helps and we yeah. appreciate the hell out yeah of it. but if you do order something just know that i personally send it out myself he does <laughs> he packages every single one yeah, and sends them out you get, germs on the shirt. you get doug's love <laughs> he, he like licks the tag like here you go you know <laughs> i always give a personal note it, it's sometimes like a, a fun fact about the band each band member, you know. What kind of fun facts do you write about me? I say um, Marina loves cheese. <laughs> yeah, and Paul, Paul is a fashion icon. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Now, fun uh, fact. Oh, what was that? You broke up. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I said this is my natural hair color. Fun fact. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. My natural is gray, unfortunately. So, no. <laughs> um, so uh, I'm a sucker for vinyls. Do you guys have any vinyls for sale? I, I wish, dude. I um, vinyls are so hard right now to get. So, yeah. I and beyond just the money aspect, I mean, it's just it's really hard to even attempt to get them right now, just because of the the shortages right now. Yeah. They're, they're so backlogged on everything. So, um, I want to. Yeah, I want to say I, I I believe we'll make vinyl records when we have an album that a lot of people are asking us for vinyl records we get the question every once in a while but we're hoping the next album we put out that like you know hundreds of people are like where can we get the vinyl that's when we'll we'll really prioritize making it you know and get the demand and then we'll produce supply yep supply and demand there you go folks um so uh any hint of when the new album may drop oh dude we're we've like kind of only gotten started on it recently okay. all right searching around for like the right vibe but we're trying to you know we're trying to hone in on everything that we loved about the last record and um just push more boundaries than we really got a chance to because we wrote the last last record in quarantine so it was kind of tough for us to really like push ourselves this time now that we have all of us together all the time it's just easier we've been playing these songs together for so long we're like let's see what we can build off of with this one so Absolutely. And you guys are a great band. So I'm excited to see what you guys come up with and what you guys do in the future. Um, so with that being said, folks, we are going to wrap it up. Uh, actually, let me say this because I say this every show about merchandise. Um, purchasing a CD or a shirt from a band is the equivalent of roughly 6,500 streams on a platform. Um, so unless you're going to go stream 6,500 times, uh, the best way to help a band out is by purchasing some of their merch, um, and that goes directly to the band and helps them out. Um, also, if you know me, this is another way I end the show. Let me pull it up, folks. Folks, remember, it's okay not to be okay, and you actually matter. If you need any assistance, call the National Suicide Prevention Hotline at 1-800-273-8255 or text GO to 741-741, and always remember that you matter. So, any final departing words from Crashing Atlas? 
that was really cool that you did that. I appreciate that. Absolutely, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. If, if you're around and you want to, we're going on tour for the next couple weeks. Um, I We listed out the dates. But, again, if you just go to our website, crashingatlas.com, everything you need to know about us is there. And we appreciate every single person that comes to our shows, listens to our music, just supports us at all, even just shares us on Facebook. Like, it really does mean the world. And, you know, we're just going to we're just gonna keep working hard for you guys. So. Yeah, Absolutely, and uh, go give the band a like on IG, uh, Facebook, um, go stream some of their music, purchase some merch, uh, things like that. Uh, folks, I hope we were able to pleasure your ear holes just a little bit on this episode of the Sloppy Syndicate. Uh, and folks, remember, keep it sloppy, and we'll see you next time. Thank you.